if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday, the third morning of the month of uh, October in the year of our Lord 2019. Coming up, a couple of very, very great guests you're going to want to hear from in about a half an hour at about 935. Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist for townhall.com and a Los Angeles trial attorney, uh, will be joining us, retired army colonel. He's got a great Great, great piece that I will tweet, I will parlor, and I will uh, Facebook out to you at France Radio in each of those uh, platforms, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, uh, coming up here in the next break. But he got a great, he had a great piece that dropped at midnight at townhall.com on the Bidens, and you're going to want to read it. And since uh, I can't read you an entire article on the radio, I'm going to talk to him personally, and I'll let him explain it at 9.35. So Kurt Schlichter at... Um, 9.35, then at the top of hour number two, as always, we will indeed uh, talk with Dr. Everett Piper. He is always our Thursday 10 o'clock guest, and Dr. Piper is a culture warrior, to say the very least. He's got a number of issues that he's going to discuss with us. So that is coming up a little bit later in the program. What I want to focus on this morning, however, uh, actually several different things. Number one, the president just, well, he went off. He was unleashed yesterday as he spoke to reporters for about 15 minutes at the White House during a visit from the president of Finland. And uh, it was a joint press conference, and they were supposed to be talking about Finnish-American projects and relationships and so on and so forth. But most of the questions, of course, had to do with Ukraine and the ongoing impeachment inquiry, if we can even say that fairly. I don't. I feel, I feel dirty saying that, to be 100% honest with you, because it's not that. Uh, I mean, truly, it's not that. It, it, it is not an impeachment inquiry until Nancy Pelosi has a vote in the House to start one. It is this is this is a Democratic show, is what it is. Uh, I think I think uh, Hugh Hewitt called it a TV show. That's it, all this is. It's a show. There's not an official government inquiry uh, into potential articles of impeachment or conduct or anything of that nature until the Democrats 
actually, and Nancy Pelosi specifically, until she actually uh, has a vote for one. So the president yesterday was responding to that in this 15-minute press conference at the White House with the fin- fin- Finnish president there, and he was not holding back. This is a hoax. This is the greatest hoax. This is just a continuation of what's been playing out, John, for the last, uh, since my election, I would say, if you want to probably... We'll find out soon, but probably even before my election. Uh, This is a a fraudulent crime on the American people. There's no probably about that part, by the way, Mr. President. It has been going on since before your election, as we covered yesterday, by way of the FBI's uh, plans and plots to stop you from winning the election or to quickly impeach you if you did win it. So this has been going on for a very long time. We did. Absolutely. I had a great call with the president of Ukraine. It was 100 percent. You have the transcript. And then uh, Schiff went up and he got, as the chairman of the committee, got up and uh, related a call that didn't take place. He made up the language. I, hard to believe. Nobody's ever seen this. I think he had some kind of a mental breakdown. Yeah, well, I think he did, too. The president was not done with Adam Schiff. I watch my words very, very closely. And to have somebody get up and to totally fabricate a conversation that I had with another leader and make it sound so bad, it was so evil. Uh, Adam Schiff is in a whole lot of hot water this morning, by the way. A whole lot of hot water, and I'll explain more. Thanks to, of all news agencies, of all the fake news agencies that continue to try to destroy the president, shockingly, one of the worst, the New York Times, was responsible for reporting something yesterday that has turned Adam Schiff's little world upside down. And the conversation was perfect. I no, could- already heard that part. Sorry. I'm going to hear more of the uh, president talking about Adam Schiff. He went up to a microphone and in front of the American people and in Congress. He went out and he, he gave a whole presentation of words that the president of the United States never said. It has to be a criminal act. It has to be. And he should resign. In disgrace. I watch my words very, very closely. Yeah, we heard that part already, too. Apologies. We got some double audio on here, but uh, I want to get more from the president. The president also spoke yesterday in this 15 minutes that he uh, addressed reporters about the Bidens. And no, not just Joe Biden, the candidate, but... Biden's son is corrupt. And Biden is corrupt. And there's no, look, let's listen to more of this because this is, this is, you know, the, the core of the issue that Kurt Schlichter and I are going to be talking about. Biden and his son are stone cold crooked. And you know it. His son walks out with millions of dollars. The kid knows nothing. There is no question about the fact that that Hunter Biden was 100% unqualified for the position that he walked out with $600,000 per year in uh, in payments from the Ukrainian government. From the Ukrainian oligarch who ran that uh, company, Burisma Holdings, um, and was in business with the Ukrainian government. There's just no question about it. He was unqualified, so why did they hire him? And I'm going to get into this with Kurt Schlichter. Why did they hire him? They hired him to get to Joe Biden. They hired him to get into the Obama White House and say, look what we're doing for your son. What kind of favors can you do and will you do for us? That is, at the end of the day, that is what this is all about, or at least the vast majority of this is about. Uh, it's about the Bidens. It's not about Trump, and it shouldn't be about Adam Schiff. But it is going to be about Adam Schiff, because Adam Schiff is dirty. Now, 
We'll talk about why Pencil Neck Schiff has proclaimed to be the guy who's just, I was just presented with this information like everybody else. A whistleblower complaint came in, and so it's incumbent upon us to say, well, if it's a matter of urgency, we have to get that released to the Congress. We have to look in to see what's going on. He played this as if he was as taken aback and surprised as anybody. But it was the New York Times, again, of all places yesterday, that actually reported the truth. Adam Schiff had been contacted either personally and directly by the whistleblower or his people on the Intelligence Committee uh, had been contacted by the whistleblower about this quote-unquote CIA officer, and we'll see who that person is or not. Uh, I was contacted long before the whistleblower complaint was ever filed, which means what? It means that Adam Schiff was directly involved in the whistleblower complaint. He, according to the president, may have helped draft the whistleblower's complaint. Adam Schiff just became part of collusion, colluding with a so-called CIA agent or officer to come up with a whistleblower complaint because this particular individual got second or third-hand information about what was on a phone call, and they put their little heads together to find a new reason to go after Donald Trump for impeachment. They've been trying to impeach him, as the president said, since before he actually took office. And now Adam Schiff is proving to have been part of the collusion effort to remove the president by way of these backdoor uh, dealings, these backroom dealings with the actual quote-unquote whistleblower. Here's what we can tell you. The New York Times reported yesterday that Adam Schiff was given details of a whistleblower's allegations against the president before the complaint was filed. The revelation raises new questions. For Schiff, who strongly implied in interviews over the past several weeks that he did not know the substance of the complaint. I'll pause there and reword that to say didn't imply stated on MSNBC on September 17th that he absolutely had not had any contact or information given to him about this whistleblower's complaint before the complaint was actually filed. He lied. And what's really bizarre is that everybody's been, you know, and I'm doing it too, about the New York Times here, talking about the New York Times and this explosive realization that Schiff knew ahead of time. I told you this at the beginning of the week on Monday. Adam Schiff, by way of a tweet. You know, we always talk about President Trump getting himself in hot water with Twitter. Adam Schiff, by way of a tweet, acknowledged that he knew what was in this complaint and what was coming before it ever was released. Two weeks before it was released. So this shouldn't be new news, this breaking ground by the New York Times, because Adam Schiff already broke this ground on Twitter. And I talked about it last week. Apparently not a lot of other people, or excuse me, at the beginning of the week, not a lot of other people paid a lot of attention to that. So in the days leading up to, this is the Daily Caller, last week's release, um, Adam Schiff implied he was unaware of the substance of the allegations which centered on the 20, uh, July 25th phone call with the Ukrainian president. But the report from the New York Times yesterday raises these new questions. According to the paper, Schiff had a general idea of the substance of the complaint by the time it was filed on August 12th. That's because the would-be whistleblower approached a Schiff aide on the Intelligence Committee. In turn, the aide directed the individual to the Intelligence Committee Inspector General and briefed Schiff on the subject of the complaint. And I'll stop there and say, this is what led to his tweet. He knew. He knew exactly what was going on, and he participated. 
Schiff and his staff knew what was in the complaint when it was filed according to the Times, but Schiff played coy for weeks when discussing the mysterious complaint. During his many interviews about the allegations against Trump, he did not reveal that his office had been in contact with the whistleblower or that he had any awareness of the person's allegations. In a September 19th press conference, he suggested he did not know that what the whistleblower was alleging. He also asserted he might not even know that a complaint had been filed if Michael Atkinson, the ICIG, that's the Intelligence Committee Inspector General, had not contacted Congress earlier last month regarding the complaint. Quote, in the absence of the actions, I want to thank the Inspector General in the absence of his actions in coming to our committee. We might not have even known what there was a whistleblower complaint alleging an urgent concern, Schiff said during a press briefing on, on September 19th. He left out the part about the fact that he, through his staff member, um, directed the whistleblower to contact the IG in the first place. We do not have the complaint, he said. We do not know whether the press reports are accurate or inaccurate about the content of the complaint. He didn't need the press reports. He knew from the whistleblower himself what was in the complaints. And that's why the Republicans and President Trump are demanding that the identity of the whistleblower be, whistleblower be revealed and that he testify openly so that we can get to the bottom of his contact with resistance members of the Democratic caucus, in particular the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, Adam Penselneck Schiff. He needs to be held accountable. There's just no two ways about this. So everything has shifted. Pardon that. Didn't mean it to do it that way. Everything has shifted in the last 24 to uh, 24 hours, really, since the New York Times uh, blew the lid off of that. Now the investigation should be pivoting from Donald Trump and his phone call with the Ukrainian president to Adam Schiff and his backroom dealing with a quote-unquote whistleblower from the CIA uh, who uh, essentially, according to, again, earlier reports, had a partisan axe to grind against the president, does not like the president, supports a rival, and went to one of the rival's party members, Adam Schiff, with this complaint, rather than actually filing it as a whistleblower. So there's a lot of ground to cover there, but let's just say this. The dirt is is slowly starting to be unearthed. We're going to continue digging. We're going to continue finding the motive, and we're going to continue finding the facts about how this latest attempt to impeach the president which began again before he was even elected, has gotten to where it is and what it's going to take to stop it. Kurt Schlichter will talk about that with us at 935. You can talk about it with us whenever you want at 216-901-0945. Right back after this. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. It's 925, now the Bob France Authority continuing on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, a little reminder for you. At 11.30 this morning, a couple of days ago on Tuesday, I talked to uh, my friend Tom Z uh, with the Portage County Tea Party and the We the People Convention, and uh, there was a protest that is being staged outside of the FBI building demanding equal justice under the law, something we talk about on this program a lot. Uh, it's time to get the attention of the national media. It's time to uh, get the attention of our lawmakers, and uh, that's what this is about. So Tom Z is hosting this on the sidewalk in front of the FBI office on Lakeside, 1501 Lakeside Avenue East, uh, 11.30 this morning to 1.30 this afternoon uh, to demand that the FBI and the DOJ enforce the law equally to defend the president from this leftist deep state coup d'etat and to encourage the Attorney General Bill Barr to investigate and prosecute and encourage other uh, citizens to protest nationally as well. Bring signs. 
that express your opinion. Bring flags. Let's make as much noise as we can uh, to, um, uh, you know, demand, like I said, and get national attention to demand uh, equal justice under the law for all, including our president and his supporters. So that event is going on today. Make sure that you uh, are, if you are in the area and you are available and you can do so, please get yourself down there. It would certainly be uh, a great addition. All right. <clears throat> I want to give you, I gave you a little bit of the president's audio from his uh, statements yesterday. Joe Biden was uh, at, a, at a rally, a political rally for his campaign in Reno, Nevada yesterday. And need, needless to say, Joe Biden is very, very shrewd in this regard. Rather than facing a press pool of people that might ask real questions, although not likely, they're carrying his water too. But um, he makes his first public remarks about his involvement in his son's shady Ukrainian dealings and getting a prosecutor who was looking into the company that was doing the shade um, with his son, uh, getting him fired by withholding $1.2 billion in American aid, which he bragged about on stage. He chose this, uh, a a political rally, as his first chance to talk about it, because obviously all he's going to do is whatever he says is going to be cheered by his supporters rather than appear before a press corps uh, and somebody who might actually answer or, excuse me, ask critical questions they need to be answered. So um, he did it at a rally yesterday in Reno, Nevada. Here's a little bit of what uh, Creepy Joe had to say. We're pursuing Ukraine to replace a weak prosecutor who wouldn't do his job with someone at the time, we hope, would finally crack down on corruption in Ukraine. That's what it was about. That's kind of funny because um, that prosecutor was the one who was looking into corruption in Ukraine, including corruption involving Burisma Holdings, the natural gas and oil company that your son sat on the board of without having any qualifications whatsoever. He's trying to say we wanted to replace a weak prosecutor? Is he kidding? What I did in Ukraine was carry out the official policy of the United States government to root out corruption in Ukraine in conjunction with our European allies, the International Monetary Fund and its leader, our closest democratic allies, and the courageous reformers in Ukraine who I met on the ground when I was there multiple times. That's kind of interesting, because that's not the reporting that we're getting. Fox News has obtained is a copy of Giuliani's notes from January of his interview with former Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin, who is at the center of this controversy. Uh-oh. In the man, Biden bragged on camera about getting fired. Now, Giuliani claims Shokin was instructed to back off the Burisma investigation, the natural gas firm linked to Hunter Biden, in that the former Veep had held up USAID over the issue. From his notes, Giuliani writes, Mr. Shokin attempted to continue the investigations, but on or around June or July of 2015, the U.S. Ambassador Jeffrey Piot told him that the investigation has to be handled with white gloves, which, according to Mr. Mr. Shokin, that implied to do nothing. To do nothing. To do nothing. Joe Biden and his son, exactly like the president said, dirty, dirty, dirty. You're not going to destroy me, and you're not going to destroy my family. I don't care how much money you spend, Mr. President, or how dirty the attacks get. Trump knows there are no truth in the charges against me none zero all of the charges against you are verifiable and easily provable you demon rat hack now let me make something clear to mr trump and his hatchet men and the special interest funding his attacks against me 
I'm not going anywhere. Except maybe to uh, a prison cell near you. Ten th- or excuse me, 9.30, Kurt Schlichter joins me next on AM 1420, The Answer. Nine thirty four. As we continue on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Thanks so much for joining us. Here's that message again from uh, Creepy Joe. You are not going to destroy me, and you're not going to destroy my family. I don't care how much money you spend, Mr. President, or how dirty the attacks get. Trump knows there are no truth in the charges against me. None, zero. Now let me make something clear to Mr. Trump and his hatchet men and the special interest funding his attacks against me. I'm not going anywhere. That's the message from Joe Biden at a uh, rally in Reno, Nevada yesterday. The first time he has spoken since, of course, all of this has uh, uh, been exposed. His contacts with the Ukrainian government, with Burisma Holdings, with his son, etc., etc. He chose a rally where there would be no critical questions coming his way. And, of course, he could hold a press conference with the whole of the mainstream media and not get a critical question, but you understand the point. Kurt Schlichter understands it well. He's the man who wrote what I told you about earlier on, senior columnist at townhall.com. His new piece dropped at midnight. Uh, I just tweeted it, Facebooked it, and parlayed it. Make sure you read it about the, uh, the impeachment hoax and the Bidens. Kurt Schlichter, good to have you back, my friend. How are you? Good to be back, Bob. May I suggest some uh, uh, Biden-themed bumper music? Maybe Eric Clapton's Cocaine or Grandmaster <laughs> Flash's legendary 80s innovative uh, rap hit, White Lines. I like it. I like it, yeah. Uh, we can do that. Uh, in fact, uh, we'll put that request into our DJ and, uh, and make sure that it happens. All right, great yeah, I, job. I, I, I really enjoy Joe Biden's, uh, uh, that clip from Joe Biden. Thank you for playing it. Um, I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm still, you know, because I'm a lawyer, and I understand what evidence is. I'm thinking that maybe there is evidence when your uh, coke-addled uh, sibling widow diddling son decides to, you know, uh, get a six hundred thousand dollar a year gig on the Ukrainian gas board when he doesn't speak Ukrainian and probably can't find Ukraine on a map. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that kind of matters. That's problematic. Yeah, I, th- I think that kind of matters. And, you know, I, I, and let's talk about that for a second. You have, there's so much, so many layers to this, Kurt, um, to get to here. Joe Biden is the vice president of the United States. Uh, Barack Obama is refusing to help Ukraine, which was being invaded by Russia. Uh, uh, Crimea was annexed by Russia against the explicit directive of Barack Obama and the international community. But Barack Obama would do nothing about it, would not provide Ukraine with anything to be able to defend themselves. So they need some sort of assistance. If we can't get it by appealing to them in the nature of what's best for the country, what's best for the world, what's best for the region, then we'll buy it. They hire his son, pay him a bunch of money. He, he sits in board meetings and I'm assuming plays Angry Birds on his phone while the meetings are going on because what else is he going to do? He doesn't speak Ukrainian and he doesn't know thing one about natural gas or oil. So what's he doing in these board meetings, Kurt? Go ahead. Well, I, I think he's probably using his iPhone where, like they used to use mirrors in the 80s. But, um, <laughs> it, it, no, I mean, it, look, let me just say, is this okay? Is it okay for the, let's be charitable, ne'er-do-well son? I mean, this is a guy who had to get a waiver because of drug use to become an overage Navy officer and then managed to pee hot in the first 30 days and get thrown out of the Navy. Um, is it okay 
if these guys get paid off by foreigners uh, because dad is the vice president. I'd like to see Joe Biden get up there and explain um, uh, Hunter's qualifications. Well, and, and let's gig. also go to what I think is even deeper. Kurt, what I think is even more important here is Biden stating directly to the press that he does not and has not talked to his son about his Ukrainian business dealings. Uh, now, we do know that his son uh, uh, contradicted that back in 2014 in a New Yorker article who said that he's talked to his dad once about it. Um, but, but then, you know, the president's tweet yesterday, which a lot of other people had already seen, too, the photograph. They went golfing together, the, the, the Burisma executive, along with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. They were golfing together. And if that, that was, maybe that was their one conversation he was talking about. And it lasted at least four hours in a round of golf. And it was with an executive from the company. Tell me again that he doesn't know what his son is doing in Ukraine. Okay. Let, let's, let's assume he doesn't. Let's assume Joe Biden is so stupid that this completely escapes him. Let's assume that. I, I can almost believe it. Does that make you feel better about it? Are you like, phew, we're going to elect a guy whose finger's going to cover over the bomb who was unaware that his, I'm going to take a deep breath, drug-addled loser son was getting $600,000 a year by being on a Ukrainian oligarch's gas board. Does that make you feel better? Are you relieved that Joe Biden didn't know that? Just so yeah, so it's a question of cool it's it's a question of which do you, which do you prefer in your in your president incompetence or corruption because uh, it's one of those two things. Biden and with millions of dollars. Hold on a second here, Kurt. I want to I want to give you I want to give you a quick uh, uh, take from the president on these two guys. Biden and his son are stone cold crooked, and you know it. His son walks out with millions of dollars. The kid knows nothing. Stone, cold, crooked. He could have stopped with stoned, I think, at least for the one of them. <laughs> I'm channeling oh, you in your man. article, by the way. I'm channeling you in your latest column here. There's dumb and then there's impeachment. Uh, Kurt, again, a lot of layers here. Now, we're focused on Biden, and that's most of what your article did, your, your column did. Uh, but I want to ask you about Schiff, because the game changed a little bit yesterday. He's been acting as shocked and surprised as anyone else when, oh, my goodness, we just found out about a whistleblower complaint, and uh, it's a virgin concern, so we have to get that transcript sent here so we can find out what he's alleging. Come to find out. He already knew. The whistleblower apparently went to uh, the Intelligence uh, Committee aide, and, which was Adam Schiff's aide, and said, here's what I've got. And Adam Schiff knew full well when he told the media that he didn't know anything about it. Uh, and that's why Nancy Pelosi, do you think, Kurt, went ahead and finally caved in. She had been op- opposed to this impeachment nonsense for a long time, finally caved in because Schiff probably went to her and said, here's what I've got and here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to try to paint this as. No, I, I think that's exactly right. It's, a car- it's the uh, uh, Blasi Ford uh, thing, collude with the Democrats, make up lies, try and get more lies, try and make some happen. Of course, of course, Brett Kavanaugh's on the Supreme Court, and Donald Trump's going to be president at the end of this uh, cluster. Uh, and, and in fact, I think it's going to be a real problem for the purple state Democrats who got elected in Trump districts. Uh, we had just one flip over in New York, Max Rose. He was, uh, you know, he was a moderate, he did not support impeachment, and he got himself a progressive challenger in the primary. Now he supports impeachment. Uh, 
yeah, he'll get through the primary probably, but uh, he's going to have problems in the general. I think I think this is uh, I guess it's going to backfire dramatically on the House, uh, and I don't think I don't think Adam Schiff's doing anybody a favor. I mean, look, if he if Nancy Pelosi had the right idea, she's evil and corrupt, but she's not stupid, and she understood that a failed attempt to take you know to kill the king. It is a problem, and until the Democrats can count uh, uh, 20 Republicans in the Senate who will vote to impeach and remove, or who will vote to remove, uh, they got nothing. Now, we got Mitt Romney, Ben Sass is kind of a sissy, maybe Susan Collins, but I kind of doubt it with these uh, procedural antics that Democrats are using, like, you know, Republicans don't get to ask questions of witnesses and things, because, you know, Susan Collins is not going to like that stuff. So I can think maybe two or three Republicans uh, might cross the line, uh, but that's it. Until you can name me 20 Republicans who are willing to vote with the Democrats to remove Donald Trump, this is all an exercise in leftist uh, fundraising. Uh, we're talking to Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist at townhall.com, also happens to be a Los Angeles-based trial attorney and a retired, a retired U.S. Army uh, colonel. Um, so they're going to question Volcker today, and according to virtually everything, the Democrats are not going to let the Republicans participate. Nobody is going to be allowed, no, no Republicans are going to be allowed to question him. He's going to have to sit there and face, Lord knows how long, in this closed-door testimony, Lord knows how many long uh, hours uh, worth of questions from the Democrats without anybody trying to provide context or give him an opportunity to explain himself. Is that, you know, is that legal? I guess I can ask you. You're an attorney and you're a constitutional scholar. Is that legal? Well, how do they get away with that? Well, look, law doesn't matter. What's law matter? <laughs> law mattered, though, this would be happening. Uh, you know, and uh, Volcker ought to just tell him to go pound sand. And the Republicans will just, you know, have have a really good point, which is this is a kangaroo court. And, and look, the Democrats keep saying, well, we've learned. We're going to move really fast, and we're not going to allow the, Democrat, uh, the Republicans a chance to uh, uh, participate. But that's not the right lesson, because you don't get any further with procedural uh, uh, shenanigans than you do honoring procedure and losing. I, I don't think the, you know, you know, presenting a case where Donald Trump doesn't get a chance to make his is not going to win any friends from the middle, because Americans are fair people. They're going to be like, look, I don't like Donald Trump, but I don't think it's you know, right that he doesn't get a chance to uh, you know, tell his side of the story. Right. I, I mean, and, and, I, and I you, you would think they would I, learn... I, Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, they saw what what Kavanaugh did when he got a chance to talk back, and that that's when they lost. You remember Kavanaugh got up on the stand, and we thought, well, Blasey Ford was really moving. I mean, you know, suckers did, and Kavanaugh got on just destroyed them, and it was over. And they knew that, so they're like, okay, I got a great idea. Let's not let them speak. And we and, and you can see that too. Kamala Harris was just you know hassling uh, uh, Twitter to get Donald Trump kicked off of. Uh, Twitter, because she doesn't yeah. like the fact that he can actually talk. Now, uh, giving us a great preview of what we would have with a Democrat administration, and of course, you know, we should also disarm, so, at the same time. 
Johnson. Kurt, um, when you when you talk about the president not being able to talk back, I mean, you know, it's funny. He he does a lot of things on Twitter that I think get himself into trouble. He says some things that just don't make a lot of sense. Sometimes it's kind of embarrassing. But this is exactly what he has said from the beginning. He said, "Look, uh, the press is going to go after me twenty four seven. The only way I can respond is I still prefer he would run it through a filter. You know, somebody on the staff. You know, to even to just correct spelling for crying out loud, if not uh, necessarily his ideas." But he really does. He uh, Yesterday, he went off, and, and the media lost its mind, and the left lost its mind when he used the word bull blank in all capital letters, not blocked out with asterisks or anything else. He just said, I'm sick and tired of this bull blank. This is what really connects, in my opinion, this is the great use of Twitter or Trump, Twitter for Donald Trump. This connects him with normal Americans who feel the exact same way and who want to use the exact same words. You're, I, I, I think you're right. And let, let's remember... Keep in mind about our media that's supposed to be, you know, are these neutral, objective, truth-tellers who we're supposed to respect because they're brave and courageous and honest and stuff. Uh, uh, there's one of two things, or maybe two of them, are true. Uh, uh, about, about Hunter Biden and his, his gig, either the media didn't know about it, in which case they're incompetent and they suck, or the media did know about it and chose not to tell you in which case they're corrupt and suck. So the question to the media is... The same question you asked about Joe Biden. Suck? Well, yeah. Why do you suck? Yeah, that's... You do. And that's a great, and that is, that's a great question. Why do you suck? Is it because you don't know anything, because you don't care to look, uh, which means you suck out of incompetence, or is it you did know this and you chose to bury it and not report it because you suck and you are corrupt? It's the same thing with Joe Biden. If you didn't know what your son was involved in in Ukraine, a place that you had visited many times, a place that you were trying to root out, I should play that for you. Uh, because I don't know if you've heard this or not you see, as you've grown. But but um, I played this a little bit earlier on, uh, Kurt Schlichter from townhall.com. Joe Biden at his event yesterday uh, in Reno declared that the reason he tried to get that prosecutor fired was because it was his job. He was carrying out U.S. policy and trying to root out corruption in Ukraine, and it was that uh, prosecutor that he got fired. Uh, he was getting fired for doing nothing. Not for doing too much and looking into Burisma Holdings and his son, but he wasn't doing enough. That was his argument here. So, you know, again, either, either he knew everything and, and went along with this for the benefit of his son and this relationship he was forging with the Ukrainians, uh, or he didn't know, uh, he didn't know a doggone thing and, and is just completely, you know, has his head in the sand. Exactly. Why do you suck? I mean, that's, that's the question. Why do you suck? But look, I, I keep, I keep harping on this in my books and things. When are we going, you know, we, we keep, we have this elite that considers ourselves itself our betters. When are, when's the elite going to be elite and actually better than us? Because it doesn't seem like they're very, the best analysis is they're not very good at their job. I look back over the last 20 years, what has our ruling class done Right. What's the big shining achievement? The one before that, you could say, well, we put a man on the moon. Okay, I think that's pretty good. Before that, well, you know, we, we turned America into an industrial powerhouse, and before that, we beat the Depression and the Nazis. Those are pretty big achievements. What is our achievement for the last 20 years? Twitter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's it. Technological innovation, um, which in which and of itself is not a way. problem. 
I know, but, but, but it's but it's 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 new levels of technological innovation, obviously. But but rather than than celebrating that for its potential positive uses, it is used as a weapon the way that it has been. The same way the mainstream mainstream media has become, it has been used as a weapon to divide people and to judge people and to essentially censor and ultimately destroy people. Uh, and yes, that's the big that's the big accomplishment of the elites in the last twenty years. And that's you know, th- th- right now we are seeing across the globe a war between the elites that uh, uh, are, are suddenly being held to account by normal people who who took this stuff about us uh, being a representative republic, uh, uh, you know, seriously. In Britain, they vote for Brexit, and the elites like, nah, we we don't like that idea. You can't. In France, you know, people are out protesting because the elites with their weird weather worship want to raise gas prices, and here at home. The normal people said, you know, you're so bad, we're going to elect the uh, uh, host of The Apprentice to replace you against your most accomplished person. The person <laughs> you say it really epitomizes our elite. We're going to reject her, and we're going to get uh, the small-handed guy who uh, uh, scores with hot blondes in on the pages of the New York Post. We're going to choose him over your best because that's what we think of you. And this is a struggle for the elite to retain control. And you can see that they've, they've thrown out any semblance of, uh, you know, norms and customs. They, they, the, the media is now rejecting objective uh, reporting. They have rejected the First Amendment. We just talked about Kamala Harris. Uh, uh, they reject the Second Amendment. They, 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 it, is pu- it is purely an attempt to hold on to power, uh, and we see that with some, uh, you know, conservative losers too—the Bill Crystals of the world and these garbage people uh, who, who who can't collaborate enough because not because you know they, their their beliefs are uh, uh, you know morphed whatever is necessary to keep them getting invitations to the party, even though they're at the kitty table eating scraps. Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist at townhall.com, joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. And uh, as you ask, Kurt, you shall receive. This is uh, in honor of Hunter Biden. (laughs) Thank you, uh, Kurt. Talk to you again soon, my friend. Every time I play this, I kind of just crack up over it. When I listen to Joe Biden embarrassing himself uh, the way that he did at his event last night. in uh, To replace a weak prosecutor who wouldn't do his job with someone at the time, we hope, would finally crack down on corruption in Ukraine. Corruption in Ukraine was was taking place by Burisma uh, Holdings. The Ukrainian government under the previous president and by your son who accepted a free $600,000 a year job to do absolutely nothing because he had absolutely zero skills in the field and zero, um, uh, zero, uh, uh, ability to speak the language. Sorry, I was trying to find the song again because I wanted to say that the one thing that he does have skill in, uh, we were just talking about with Kirk Sorry. I'm just having too much fun with that, really. I'm so glad I had Kurt on because... Uh, he 
He's got a cokehead son, and his son was at the center of his Ukrainian uh, involvement, and yet he wants to, us to believe he's completely on the up and up. I'm not going anywhere, Trump. James in Lorraine County next. Hi, James. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, Bob. How are you doing? You are having too much fun out there. Hey, uh, I'd just like to make a comment about uh, Adam Schiff. It seems like he's moving the goalpost every time he talks. He gets out there and just moves the goalposts and doesn't think anybody noticed. Anybody that's, you know, maybe the Society for the Blind would be able to tell that he's moving the goalposts and blind. Well, they did the same thing with the Russian collusion. They did the same thing with the Mueller investigation, right? If you recall, the goalpost was prove that Trump colluded with the Russians, that the Trump campaign team colluded with the Russians to be able to aid uh, WikiLeaks and in getting information out that could be damaging uh, to the Clinton campaign, et cetera. Prove that collusion. Once the Mueller team could not prove collusion because there was no collusion, the goalpost shifted to, well, then prove he obstructed justice and tried to stop you from finding the truth about this thing. Prove obstruction. They couldn't prove obstruction either. And and so they and, and so now it goes to the same exact thing here. When they can't prove what they set out to prove, they shift the gears. Prove that there was a quid pro quo on this phone call that said, if you don't give us uh, some investigation of Biden, uh, so we have some dirt, we're not giving you money. Well, then there was no quid pro quo. Move the goalpost. Well, there doesn't have to be quid pro quo. You just have to have pressured him in some way. I mean, honest to God, James, it's just it's pathetic. If Adam Schiff was from, was from Chicago and represented somebody in, in that district, you think yeah. those people would demand him be replaced? It's just like, you know, the picture from Chicago with the Bears. I don't know. I mean, the city of Chicago is pretty daggone corrupt in its own right. They might actually approve of his tactics. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, double doink, you know? Double doink for shit for us. We'll call him uh, Adam Double Yeah, well, there's a lot of names that people have for him, and uh, the president had a, had a couple of them that are pretty good too, and so did the president's son. By the way, I really liked uh, uh, Eric Trump, who was on Fox last night, who uh, uh, described Adam Schiff as uh, as being uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, what did he call him? Jussie Smollett on steroids. He's he's the poster boy or something like that of Jussie Smollett on steroids, and it's true because he is a hoax perpetrator this is a hoax inquiry into a hoax crime over a hoax impeachment all because of one thing one thing the president did wrong and i will always admit when the president does something wrong and the only thing the president did wrong he won the election that's it he won the election and for that he deserves all of this according to uh, adam schiff and the rest of the liberal left